Good evening, I'm Christian Esguera, and welcome to this episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. So let's start by dissecting the news. As journalists are only as good as their last byline, boxers too are often gauged based on their last fight. In his most recent bout, Manny Pacquiao suffered a unanimous decision loss to a relatively unknown, but an Olympic bronze medalist from Cuba. It was indeed an upset. But to define Pacquiao's legacy based on the outcome would be irresponsible, foolish even. Boxing's only eight division titles, a champion in four different decades, Pacquiao has faced and conquered some of the biggest and fiercest names in the sport. So the loss to Yordanes Ugas definitely won't tarnish Pacquiao's legacy in the ring. But at the same time, it raised the question, is it time for the Filipino to hang, up, to hang them up? A possibility Pacquiao himself mentioned after the fight. Tonight will break down what perhaps was his final bout and what's next for Manny Pacquiao, who also happens to be a senator and likely presidential candidate next year. To be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANC after the fact. Joining us tonight is Mr. Francis Ochoa, sports editor of the Philippine Daily Inquirer. He has written extensively about Pacquiao and covered seven of his fights, including his mega bout with Floyd Mayweather in 2015. Also with us is attorney Dan Rex Tapdasan, a boxing referee and judge, and a boxing analyst as well. Welcome to the program, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, good evening. Good evening to all our viewers. Okay, thank good you, guys. Evening. Good evening. Uh, magandang pag-uusapan natin tonight. So, so fresh from uh, the event yesterday in Las Vegas, we know that the outcome was uh, unfortunate for Filipino fans and for Manny Pacquiao. But based on the uh, judges' court cards, it was clearly a loss for Manny Pacquiao. I'd like to ask Francis first, uh, how do you explain that loss? Why do you think Manny Pacquiao lost that particular bout? I think um, for me, no, uh, judging by the way the fight went, um, I think we clearly saw that age finally has caught up with uh, no, no, um, Manny Pacquiao, the explosiveness. Especially with the lateral movements, the same things that he, the same things that he used to do to really bombard foes, so it wasn't there anymore. Um, the legs weren't there, especially late in the game. Um, we saw him really look gassed out, and um, uh, so well, you have to give credit also to so to your Dennis Ugas. No, it was really a very tactical fight that he fought, but um, in the end, it really turned out that uh, Manny Pacquiao showed his age in that fight. And that those two, that the two years that he spent in active, uh, told heavily during that bout. Okay, so definitely there are many different factors that could be uh, associated or attributed to when it comes to the outcome of that fight. But but they agree, Attorney Dandrex, that uh, age finally caught up with uh, with Manny Pacquiao that night, as they say, Father Time is uh, undefeated. Yes, I agree, Christian, and uh, I agree with uh, Francis. Ano? Um, uh, Manny Pacquiao is a no-spring chicken. He's 42 years old, and based on science, uh, athletes at that age uh, recover slower uh, compared to younger athletes. So uh, when they uh, train hard, especially cardio training, uh, sa in, in, in Pacquiao's case, it's all heavy on the legs. You look at him, he, he was 
jogging at the Griffith Park uh, all the way up and then all the way back down uh, every day. And he was training basically for around three months uh, starting here in the Philippines. He was already training. So uh, I think his body, his 42-year-old body didn't handle the training well. He was, <clears throat> he was, I think he was overtrained for his age. But if he was like uh, five years younger, uh, that training would have been perfect for him. But with his body, and also I agree with Francis, that two years of inactivity uh, really uh, lost. It, it affected his rhythm. It affected uh, the, the, the conformation of his body. Yung, uh, the, what they call the muscle memory uh, has already been lost during that uh, time of uh, two years of inactivity. Okay, uh, for the benefit of those who are watching who are not exactly um, uh, hardcore boxing fans, let's uh, explain to them why it's important for boxers or for any fighter involving combat sports to fight as often as possible. Because as they say, boxing is a young man's game. Francis, why uh, is not advisable yung long layoffs? Like in the case of Manny Pacquiao, especially at his age. Sabi nga ni, no? Sabi nga ni Atty. Dandrex, no? Um, you lose a lot with inactivity because yun nga, sinasabi nga natin, um, boxing is, especially now, no, uh, among tactical fighters uh, where, where strategy plays a lot into the game plan, um, boxing is a lot of repetition. Eh. In, in training, pag nakita nyo yung training, what they do in training is a lot of repetitive movements to really drill to the body how to react, how to move, how to, how to um, react to certain situations during the bout. And that's what you lose with inactivity. You know? The, 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 instinct the instinct to respond um, during situations it's not as fast anymore as when a boxer is constantly active when he's constantly training when he's constantly fighting so merong edge na nawawala from the boxer when you go into a layoff that long especially if the one taking a layoff is yun nga sabi nga ni attorney dantex eh, the one taking the layoff is 42 years old that's not an easy thing to bring back in just like three months of training. Yes, Maybe it may have been overtraining in the end, but it's not easy to bring back that those instincts, those those um, rapid reactions um, in a bout. I think this is also, uh, we can also recall what uh, De La Hoya uh, mentioned in a media interview shortly after he lost to Manny Pacquiao, his last fight. Uh, I'm talking about Oscar De La Hoya. Just like any... I don't want to use this term for Manny Pacquiao, but this is generally used for older fighters, washed up. I don't think that is uh, applicable to Manny Pacquiao. But in the case of De La Hoya, uh, he was talking about after that uh, that fight that he was seeing openings, but his body was not responding. Mm-hmm. He could see certain openings uh, which he could have exploited. I think this can also be said in the case of Manny Pacquiao. But I'd, I'd like to go to the to the issue, for example, uh, Attorney Dan Rex. How much of the loss do you think can be blamed on age and also on bad matchup? Because as they say in boxing, styles make fights. In this case, what it, was it the case of a bad matchup? Yes, it's a mixture of how good Ugas was uh, in the fight and the the condition of Manny Pacquiao in the fight. Uh, it takes to it it takes two to tango. If you put Manny Pacquiao with a lesser opponent that night, 
he would have beaten that beaten that opponent. Uh, Ugas was the wrong opponent for a 42-year-old Manny Pacquiao, as we have seen, no, uh, in hindsight. Of course, we we expected uh, Manny Pacquiao to win this fight, but in hindsight, when we watched the fight, Ugas was very disciplined. He was the typical Cuban uh, cultured fighter. He was not wild. Uh, the good thing about Ugas was he did not run around circles with Manny Pacquiao. He was right there. The problem with Ugas is he was taller. He was longer. So with Manny Pacquiao's condition, he 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 admitted that starting at around the second or third round, he was already cramping on his legs. So the effect was really uh, evident when you look at the when you look at Manny Pacquiao, he was not able to move around Ugas. Ugas was taller. He was rangier. He was, uh, the, the reach was longer. So you need a lot of movement. You need the legs to reach to Ugas. And you can see that in the, in the final punch stats. Manny Pacquiao was stationary. He was throwing a lot of punches in the air. Hindi niya maabot. Uh, he cannot reach Ugas. Manny Pacquiao threw, uh, threw a total of 815 in 12 rounds. 815 punches. Mm-hmm. How many connected? Only 130. That's a measly 16% connect. So mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao showed that he the will was there. Yeah. As, as Oscar De La Hoya said, he, he, he saw a lot of openings. In Manny Pacquiao's case, he was trying so hard. He was punching a lot. However, he could not connect because his legs would not cooperate. Okay, but, but at least based on the punch output, despite the low connect rate, you could still, still see that Manny was uh, somehow, still, he still had it in him to, to, to do some, uh, to unleash volume punches, right? Unfortunately, they weren't connecting, okay? Uh, Francis, what do you think? Do you agree? Uh, this was a case of uh, bad matchup. And what did you see uh, in your Dennis Ugas that perhaps somehow spelled doom for Manny Pacquiao early on in that bout. Let's let's uh, no, let's take take uh, no, take a cue from Sinabi ni Attorney Dan Rex. No, it was a bad fight for the wrong version of Manny Pacquiao. No, I mean if this was a Manny Pacquiao ten years ago, um, the kind of opponent that Ugas was, who would stand in front of the opponent, no, um, bring back the lateral movement, bring back the explosive side to side, the angle punching. It would have been a great. Uh, there, then we could have said that styles actually make fights, and we would have seen a really punch fest, no? There, but what happened was, wala yung legs. The legs were gone. The side side movement were gone, and um, those those right hands uh, that really those those right shots that really kept uh, Pacquiao at bay, plus the, the jabs that were really stinging, no? it really kept him at a distance. Sabi nga ni, you know, Attorney Dan Rex, uh, that left money. Punching in the punching the air, no. Um, uh, he was his work rate was there, un, un, undeniably. If you anyone who followed, his, if we followed his training camp, grab yung work ethic niya sa training camp. It was uh, there was no doubt in people's minds that the work rate would still be there, but unaided by the the lateral movement, the side side movements that he used to have, the explosiveness that he used to have, the ability to punch from one position, move to another position, and then throw a couple more combinations. 
yun yung nawala. And, and that left him vulnerable to a lot of counters. And we saw it early on um, kasi the match was basically a bit of a seesaw in the first maybe four or five rounds. No? Um, so if you you could see early on that um, the game plan for Ugas was really to counter, to uh, to, to to get uh, Manny in close within range of his counters. Now, by the time Manny, but by the time he started throwing counters, he was already connecting. So, okay. na wala, no? normally those counters would have missed their mark. No, uh, um, we've seen a lot of times where where opponents try to bait Manny in, and when he throws his combinations, they try to counter. Wala na siya dun sa harap. No, a lot of times that's what happened. Hindi lang na carry out ni Manny um, against Ugas anymore. So um, that was really that that early on um, we we saw um, what would how the match would be dictated no? as far as um, being able to stay uh, being able to keep Ugas within punching range. Manny could not do that anymore without his um, movement. Okay, I was looking at the analysis that came out after the fight, and uh, of course, predictably and naturally. Uh, most boxing analysts were attributing the, the loss to Pacquiao's inability to, to actually show up uh, so, with a person who was somehow closer, at least a bit, to, to the prime Manny Pacquiao. But that was nowhere to, to be found that time. Uh, but, but I also would like to um, somehow direct the conversation this time to uh, your Dennis Ugas because, of course, uh, he's uh, he's not that popular as a boxer. Many people are not familiar with him. But if you look at his resume, he was uh, an Olympic bronze medalist. He was uh, trained in the Cuban School of Boxing. I'd like to ask uh, Attorney Dandrex, uh, when it comes to those uh, subtle uh, techniques that we saw in the case of your uh, Dennis Ugas, for example, the way he controlled distance, the way he counterpunched, the way he used his long jab, somehow how much of that troubled Manny Pacquiao early on, especially given the handicap or the limitations that we found out later on uh, with Manny Pacquiao? Actually, Ugas really had uh, a game plan. Their team uh, really had a good game plan and he executed it well. Uh, uh, I agree with you, Christian. The long jab, you can, if you look at Ugas, his his jab, he, connect, he connected his jabs over over the over Manny Pacquiao's uh, punches, uh, you could see that his when 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 Pacquiao throws his punches and Ugas throws his jabs, it connects first because of his length and he already knows his uh, range and then he times his punches. He times his punches well and he was. You can see that the Cuban school of boxing is all about discipline. Don't get wild. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get excited. Just stay. Just stay disciplined. Continue being consistent with our game plan, and we will win this fight. He was not looking for the knockout. He was not looking for even a knockdown. He was looking to touch Manny as as many times as possible. He was. We also saw Manny Pacquiao uh, having hit with a lot of right overhands, overhand rights from uh, your Dennis Uga. If you watch the... This is not a mystery. This is not an accident. Your Dennis Uga really uses this overhand right even in his previous fights. Mm. If you watch uh, a previous fight of your Dennis Uga, 
against uh, Sean Porter or even the lesser known Ray Robinson. Ray Robinson, he dropped Ray Robinson with that overhand right. This is not a mystery. And Manny Pacquiao, if you watch his fight, his fourth fight with Juan Manuel Marquez, yeah. he was dropped with an overhand right the first in time. the third round of that fight. In the first, the first knockdown was an overhand right from Marquez. So this was well scouted. Jordanis yeah. uh, Ugas was there to beat Manny Pacquiao, use his technical ability. And you can, you can see the adjustment also of here, Dennis Ugas, as the fight went on. If you look at the scorecards, uh, I agree with Francis. The first half of the fight, it was seesaw battle. You look at the scorecards of the judges. In the first six rounds, the first half of the fight, it was dead even. In all of the judges' scorecards, it was 57-57. Three, three rounds each. So both of the fighters, uh, the, the, the fight was won starting with the 7th round up to the 12th because your Dennis Ugas established uh, his uh, style and established his range, his timing. If you look at the scorecards from 7 to 12, that's 6 rounds. In those 6 rounds, your Dennis Ugas won 5 mm. of the 6 rounds in 2 of the judges' scorecards. And he won 4 of the 6 of the of the six rounds in the remaining uh, judges scorecard, so you can see the disparity of the first half and the second half. You can see how really Ugas dictated the pace in the second half of the fight, and you can also look at it uh, on on a back to back or a double double edge double edge sword. Okay. Manny Pacquiao was was suffering from cramps at the same time. Ugas already adjusted and he was staying consistent to their game plan. So yeah. that's the story of this fight. Okay. Uh, as, a casual, uh, as a boxing fan and enthusiast, uh, what I saw there was actually the distance, the way Ugas controlled the distance. And you mentioned the cramps and the, the problem with the footwork, which somehow was very effective in previous fights because Manny Pacquiao is not the tallest in his, uh, in his weight class, definitely, but he could cut the distance, right? I remember there was a there was this famous prediction, not that famous by the way. Remember the fight between uh, Donito Donaire and uh, uh, Guillermo Rigondo. Mm. Most analysts were, at least here in the Philippines, were predicting that uh, that could be a walk in the park for Donito. But I saw a prediction coming from Nacho Berista Indi, the trainer of uh, Juan Manuel Ma Marquez, uh, of course. He said Rigo would win because he knows how to control distance. Much better. Yeah. I think we saw that here also. Francis, I'd like you to ask you about the rhythm. Rhythm is very important in boxing, especially in professional uh, bouts. This was a 12-round affair. Uh, at any point, did you see Manny Pacquiao somehow establishing his rhythm or there was none? I, I think early on, um, not so much the rhythm but the aggression. It was there early on. Um, but as the fight wore on, sabi nga, no, when, once it was dead even at this, uh, after the first half of the round, I mean of the bout, no? If you're taking a 42-year-old boxer who hasn't fought for two years to the later part of the, of the round, then you know that the advantage will already go to the to the younger fighter on the ring. No? So um, he, I, I, the rhythm was there partly lang, um, siguro, but the aggression was very, um, was very evident in the first uh, four, six rounds. No? So um, it was there. 
like I said, it's really hard. You have to look. You always have to look back at the two years that he wasn't active in boxing, that he wasn't training, oh. and um, when you're that, when you're inactive that long, um, one of the things that will really fail you is rhythm. How about Francis and uh, uh, Attorney Danvex? I'd like to ask you both about the the fact that uh, your Dennis Ugas was a late replacement, if I'm not mistaken, 11 days notice. Uh, was that a big factor? Because Manny Pacquiao had been preparing for Errol Spence Jr., uh, a left-handed uh, fighter like himself, uh, a southpaw. And then all of a sudden, he had to uh, adjust his game plan against your Dennis Ugas, who's very crafty. Uh, what do you think, Francis, first? Well, yeah, the adjustment would would be uh, major, no? Um, if you're if you're preparing for for a southpaw, and then you have to face an an orthodox fight, but um, Manny has fought sem- uh, so many fighters already um, in his career, and I think counting uh, counting part lang yung adjustment. No? So it should have been maybe in the first few rounds, he should have been able to figure out already what to do, and I guess he figured it out. He kept saying din naman na after the fight that he knew what adjustments that needed he needed to make. He was just not capable of pulling them off. No? So um, so really, this all boils down to the fact that uh, so much of Manny Pacquiao, the old Manny Pacquiao was already gone by the time he stepped into the ring against um, Ugas. Okay. Uh, I'd like you to uh, weigh in on that as well, uh, Attorney Dan. Next, pero may dadagdagang question. He was supposed to fight uh, Errol Spence Jr., uh, a very powerful welterweight. Actually, a lot of people were saying that uh, he's actually a welterweight, but his body is that of a junior uh, middleweight. So basically, 154-pounder. Uh, uh, do you think this would have been more disastrous if that fight against Errol Spence Jr. Uh, pushed through? And by the way, for the information of the public, um, Errol Spence Jr. was not able to fight because at the, a few days before the fight, uh, because of the mandatory uh, medical examination. There was an eye injury. I think it was a, a detached retina, right? Attorney. Yes. First, uh, on the on the question on the question about the adjustment no? on the change of opponent. I agree with Francis. Uh, it's not really uh, as far as adjustments are concerned. Manny Pacquiao can can do uh, can adjust well because he has fought a lot of fighters and. You know, uh, he he can as far as yung physical, the the physical and the tactical adjustments uh, in the fight. I don't think it's a big factor. But what what I think was the bigger factor was the psychological adjustment because they were they were already uh, preparing or expecting really a. Uh, 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 a prime and an undefeated, huge and powerful opponent in Errol Spence. And suddenly, the change was seemingly against a lesser opponent. So you look at the psychology there, like, oh, wow, uh, uh, we, we should have been fighting a monster. Now we're fighting a lesser kind of fighter. So, you see, I think Manny Pacquiao and his camp, I think, slack not on the training part, not on the physical or tactical part, but on the mental part, on the psychology, on the psychology 
uh, the, the, the psyche of Manny Pacquiao entering into that fight is that I think he was uh, told by a lot of his team, kaya-kaya mo to? Wala yan sa'yo. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, it's like a Jeff Horn fight. It's like a Jeff Horn fight that nobody expected him to win against Manny Pacquiao. And yeah. it showed, like, it showed in the fight that, uh, like, Manny was too complacent. In this particular fight, uh, at first, you can see, uh, but not in the fight, the mental, you know, the, the, the expectation of Manny that you see, uh, Ugas has no power. You see this guy. Uh, how, about the, how about the second question, Attorney Dandrex? Because it si Errol Spence Jr. Do you think that would have been more disastrous? That somehow this could be seen as, uh, of course, a loss is a loss. And it's unfortunate. But uh, given the monster that uh, Errol Spence Jr. is, that would have um, led to a different outcome. Uh, if you ask me, yeah. with the condition of Manny Pacquiao, cramping up in the second round, I don't think he will have uh, he will have a good time with Errol Spence. I, I think he will really uh, suffer a lot against Errol, more than he suffered with uh, your Dennis Ugas. Errol Spence is a different kind of fighter. Um, he's taller, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's undefeated. And he's an intelligent fighter also. So um, it, it was like, supposed to be, it was like a, a blessing in disguise for Manny. Everybody was saying, wow, it was a blessing in disguise. We, we're, we're now facing a lesser opponent and you can win this fight and uh, we, we, can, we, can be, we can be more comfortable in this fight. But uh, it didn't happen. And uh, Errol Spence, uh, I watch. I watch. Uh, I follow the Twitter page of uh, Errol Spence. He's he was like. He was like. Oh no! I should yeah. have been there. I could have been that guy who beat my. Uh, smirk, smirk na emoji. Smirk na emoji. Emoji. Smirk emoji. Because <laughs> Crawford. Anyway, Francis and Attorney Danrex, ito naman yung basic question dito. You've mentioned uh, the age, you mentioned the you mentioned father time, basically. Do you think it's time for Manny Pacquiao to retire, uh, Francis? Well, I've always ano, um, I've always maintained, gusto ko lang i-clarify to, baka mamaya mabash, ang dami na namang bashers na maglabasan dyan. I've always maintained that um, Manny Pacquiao's retirement um, would always be up to him. No? It's a decision that's to make. But if, if I were in his shoes, if I were Manny Pacquiao, yes, I think um, just um, the showing that I put on the, the on against Ugas, I think it's a clear sign that um, the best of my boxing skills have already left me. Um, it's not about, it's less about legacy than it is about Maybe I should think of protecting myself. Um, boxing is not the safest sport there is. Um, yeah, one, one, you know, one, one wrong punch or one big punch can do that, do a lot of damage to you. So it's really more of, I think he's done enough. Um, there is nothing he can he, he he needs to prove in boxing. So there's no need for him to put his health in in danger. Um, by pushing the envelope too much, 
no uh, at, at his age especially if he considers yun nga sinasabi i i think no when they were saying um blessing in disguise yung nangyari na si Ugas yun it probably turned out to be a blessing in disguise considering uh what he might have gone through had it been spent on the opposite corner no so um maybe maybe it's time that he should consider na uh just for just for himself just for his personal uh, you know for, for his personal care um i think it's really time to to hang up the gloves okay attorney danbex uh do you share that opinion uh yes uh as far as retirement uh retirement conversation is concerned it's always the question of why are you still fighting that's the that's really the big question there if you're fighting to to continue your legacy then i agree with francis that there's nothing left to prove and to add to your legacy your legacy is established already you're a first ballot hall of famer there's only one fighter who has eight uh, won world titles in eight different weight divisions it cannot be topped anymore you cannot add to it anymore you cannot fight in middleweight uh, anymore so why fight on what's 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 the reason why do why do you still fight do you want to give glory to the philippines you have given a lot of glory to the philippines already there's not there there you cannot add to that glory anymore um and i i agree with francis it's all about your health uh um i know this this program is a uh, predominantly politics so we will go to that politics side and if you are if, if you want if you want to be a future uh politician or uh, you want to step up with your uh your public position you want your mental health or your physical health to to be intact before you to go there before you go there so um we love Manny Pacquiao a lot we we want him to be healthy we want him to stay uh as uh as he is we don't want him we watch the the disaster of Muhammad Ali we mm. watch even closely Manny Pacquiao's working with Freddie Roach yeah. these guys uh fought uh a little not a little but too much they fought too much uh in excess of their years so you you see how they suffered and we don't want that to happen uh to Manny Pacquiao so uh it's better for him to to retire now and leave a good legacy and then he will be healthy whatever he wants to 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 do uh in the future he's healthy he's he's uh, well and uh we we don't have to worry about his uh safety anymore okay i think uh we can all agree that uh this loss to your dennis ugas disappointing as it was won't in any way affect the legacy of manny pacquiao in boxing as you mentioned uh boxing's only eight division world champion it's very safe to say that he's uh among the greatest boxers uh whoever lived i think before we see he was being compared to henry armstrong but i think it can be argued that he even has a much he even has a better uh claim um in terms of the standing among the greatest boxers of all time but again manny pacquiao as we know is much bigger than boxing 
has transcendent boxing. He has actually uh, made use of that popularity in the boxing ring uh, to to win a seat first in the House of Representatives. And of course, at present, he is a senator. Uh, I'd like to ask Francis first. Uh, you've covered Manny Pacquiao extensively. You've seen him. Uh, you've seen him grow. Uh, you've covered uh, many of his fights up close. You saw how people loved him, adored him, and politicians uh, came to him. How do you think this could affect somehow Manny Pacquiao's loss? And how could that affect Manny Pacquiao as a politician, especially the current atmosphere? That we have now. Well, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of rumors about him um, running for the presidency, and um, definitely the loss takes a lot of polish out of his name right now. No, uh, he if if he would have if he if he ends up running for the presidency, a win, especially if it had been a win against Spence, no, if it had been Errol Spence in the first place, but a win would have really. Um, gotten off his whatever campaign he would have started on a good note, no. But um, that loss really puts in question. We'll we'll have to force him. We'll have to force him to confront the question of how he plans to continue or what his plans ultimately will be for um, uh, politically, no. If if he feels that he's going to run, but definitely the one thing that this loss does is it dimin- diminishes his stature a bit um, as far as public relations are. Is concerned, no? yung, because we have to admit that iba yung PR, iba yung PR that you you bring into a campaign if you come off a victory. Um, so you yun lang siguro muna ang ma, ma unang maapektuhan. No? So that's why um, he has to really think hard about how he proceeds from this loss, how he will use this uh, this loss uh, in the future, but. Definitely, um, it takes a lot of polish out of his uh, out of his name in in politics. Or speaking of public relations or PR strategy, uh, mm-hmm. in light of the twenty twenty two elections, imagine how how did th- how that could have gone. Uh, Manny Pacquiao fighting Errol Spence, defeating beating uh, him, di ba? A very formidable opponent, and announcing right after the victory. Mm-hmm. That is going to file for the presidency, going to run for president in 2022. That would have been a fairy tale ending for his boxing career. But of course, before I go to Attorney Dan, I also have to acknowledge uh, while Manny Pacquiao is revered definitely as a boxer, there are also those who are criticizing him, especially online, that uh, questioning his uh, his focus because he is a public official, and as a public official, uh, paid uh, by taxpayer money, he's expected to focus 100 percent. In public service. So that is the other side of the criticism on Manny Pacquiao. But Attorney Danrex, they agree with the observation of, of, uh, of Francis that somehow this could affect, at least from a PR perspective, uh, Manny Pacquiao's foray into a higher political office in 2022. Yes, definitely. You, you look at the Filipino voters. Uh, Filipinos love, the, love winners. Uh, we always have that uh, bandwagon effect that you you ride on the victory of another person as they say uh as they say if 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 you're a winner a lot of people want to associate their names or their personalities with you to ride with your to your uh victory but if you if you lose in this particular case Manny Pacquiao lost in his part in his latest fight 
then I definitely agree with Francis that from a PR perspective, it really affected his uh, plans uh, as far as his popularity, his likability, his uh, um, approval rating. As far as as far as uh, you know, we cannot deny the fact that Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao's votes are not exclusively because he was an excellent congressman. He, he did not win the Senate because he was an excellent uh, congressman. He, he won the Senate seat because of his popularity uh, that he, uh, he showed when, when he wins fights, when he gives hopes and inspiration, gives glory to the Philippines. And, and you see the euphoria, the, 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 the excitement of people when he wins. Uh, we even remember that there were there were in in the majority uh, like ninety five percent of Manny Pacquiao's fights. You could see no traffic all over the Philippines in EDSA, no traffic when there's a Manny Pacquiao fight. So you could see that level of um, level of uh, excitement whenever he fights. So if he wins, that's really on a high note. And it will give him a lot of PR advantage. As you've said, even if he won against Ugas, an, an Errol Spence win would have been huge, announcing the, the, his candidacy after the fight. But an Ugas win was enough also to, to push that PR level, uh, to, to, to give him that momentum. You see, momentum is also important. In, uh, in, in politics. So in this particular case, I think it affected whatever his plans for 2022. And uh, I hope he can find uh, a way to, uh, if not reverse this, uh, reverse this uh, negative PR, but not, uh, I hope it's not fighting again <laughs> and getting that <laughs> last win before okay. he... He joins the joins the election, so th that's what I am worried about. That okay. his 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 people would try to to tell him that oh you need to fight one more and win, so that we will have that momentum for 2022. Sobra na chaka kulang sa timing kasi fight na COC sa October one to eight. Kulang na. <laughs> Unless gusto pa niya isingit talaga, kunwari, first part of next year. I'd like to read a comment before we end. Uh, coming from journalist Vejel Santos. How about sympathy on an end to a phenomenal career? Kasi that's also one way of looking at it. Eh, yung sympathy. Yung uh, naging biglang underdog si Manny Pacquiao because of this loss in connection with his political career. Finally, uh, Francis, I'd like to ask about your observations on politicians who have come and gone. Uh, with Manny Pacquiao and how much he has grown, perhaps, because at the at the start we he was seen as um, I don't want to use any term anyway, but he was just a boxer, seen as a boxer, uh, looking at things uh, simply. And of course, later on, people's people thought that uh, he has acquired a certain sophistication. But during your during the years when you were covering Manny Pacquiao. Uh, I'd like to know about your observation about the politicians who were clinging onto him. Uh, we're part of his groupie, uh, and then who stayed and who left? Well, um, um, from the start, naman kasi, uh, when I started covering him, uh, Chavit Singson was already there. 
sina uh, Congressman Monico Pontevella was already there. Si, um, so there were a lot of politicians already trying to... Uh, yun nga, sinasabi mo, no, that, that's where you see his kind of growth. No? Uh, first, he was seen as something like this good, shiny piece of uh, public relations brownie points that you could ride on just by appearing in pictures um, with him. Uh, carrying the flag for him, carrying his belt for him, no? so you could see, you could see that. But now um, uh, he's parang he's grown to be part of that, uh, part of that group na, part of that clique. No, they uh, we've seen a lot of them come and go, but we've we've also seen a lot of them stay. I mean, Puentevella is still with him until now. I mean, when we were at the we were at Tokyo Olympics. In fact, uh, the congressman all off then said that he was going to be the spokesperson of whatever yeah. campaign that that uh, that Pacquiao was going to launch in 2022. No, so, um, and they um, they've been there. Um, like you said, some have come and gone, and then some have stayed. No, but um, you will see. You, it's it's interesting to note the transition no? from from someone that they just wanted to be associated with to someone who's actually part. Of that group right now okay and of course as they say uh if he indeed decides to retire from boxing finally he would have definitely more time to focus on politics which is his other career so thank you very much francis and attorney dandrex tapdasan for joining us it was a very interesting discussion thank you for joining us tonight thank you thank you so much for inviting me thank you very much christian it's an honor to finally uh guesting in your uh program i i am very thankful for that uh, thank you very much uh, nice to see you francis thank you the attorney danrex and before we go the fighting senator mani pacquiao receives an outpouring of support online even after shock loss to your dennis ugas in las vegas social media users log pacquiao's decades-long boxing career and assert that he will always be the people's champion Malacanang and other lawmakers also commended Pacquiao despite the upset. But aside from the praises, some netizens hope that Pacquiao can now focus on his duties as a senator since his welterweight bout, or title bout, is over. So that's it for tonight. This has been your host, Christian Esguera. You can watch this episode again on I Want TFC or listen to our podcast on Spotify. Now for recaps and other exclusive content, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel and catch up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you again tomorrow after the fact.